Hey guys, in this episode of the Distinct Brand Podcast, we sit down with Malcolm Lemons, former professional athlete and two-time author of the book Lessons from the Game and his newest book, Impact Beyond the Game. In this episode, he talks about the transition from the pros and the blueprint to marketing success. All right, today on the podcast, we have Malcolm Lemons. Appreciate you coming on, Malcolm. For sure, Alex. Appreciate the opportunity, man. Absolutely. So for those who don't know Malcolm Lemons, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Yeah, for sure. I'm a former professional athlete uh, transitioning to being an entrepreneur and author after I was done playing, uh, but originally from the Washington, D.C. area and grew up, you know, had this dream, this goal of becoming a professional athlete. And that's what I chased my entire life and didn't really know what else I wanted to do. I was fortunate enough to achieve that um, and then struggled a little bit in life after sports. But I would say slowly figuring it out and uh, really in, a, in, a, in a, at a point where I'm just passionate about giving back to the athletic community and giving back to uh, athletes who um, might be struggling and, you know, who want to kind of maximize their value. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah, man. No, that's awesome. I think, you know, you just mentioned there at the end that, you know, one of your goals and something that you do is to give back to the athletic community. I know it's, it's incredible when we have someone like yourself where you say you achieved your dreams, you became a pro athlete, and then you hit this point where that transition has to happen. So can you talk to us a little bit more about, you know, what it means when you say you want to give back to the community and how you balance it while also, you know, figuring out what your next steps are um, post-professional career? Yeah, so I, I would even start that by by really saying that, you know, when I was playing overseas, I had a ton of time on my hands. And I think a lot of athletes overseas would say the same thing. Um, and it, and it kind of led me to a, a point where I was just reflecting on my life as an athlete and, and everything I had been through up until that point and really how I got there. And, you know, I, like I said, I was fortunate enough to, to, to achieve that goal, but I didn't really have a plan outside of that. And I started to think about if basketball wasn't in the picture, what would I be doing? And that really led me to writing and uh, really kind of fa- found therapy and just a method of uh, reflecting in writing. And, and so I began to communicate my story and, and those struggles. And that really kind of gave me the purpose outside in athletes. And I think uh, for me, it was really going through that struggle um, myself and, and really wanting to inspire and show athletes how to really take advantage of that time that you have as an athlete because you have so much attention and uh, notoriety during that time. But, you know, when that influence uh, window of influence closes, then, you know, no one's paying attention to you. And so that's why so many athletes struggle with the retirement. So I really just wanted to uh, shed some light uh, on, from my experiences and really teach athletes how to greater take advantage of that platform and and utilize that attention more effectively so that when they're done playing, they can have opportunities um, and kind of a purpose outside of sports. Definitely. I I love that. And so when you finish your playing career, you know, you're two-time author, you know, podcaster, you've done a lot of things entrepreneurially. What was the first step for you? Like, how did you kind of get down the process of what you're doing now and figure out what you like and dislike, you know, after sports? trial and error man that's that's what i tell all athletes the biggest thing is is uh, and that's why it's so important for athletes to utilize their time while they're playing because you can afford to kind of dibble and dabble into different things that you think you might be interested in and so for me um it was just a lot of trying different things and and seeing what piqued my interest and if it didn't you know putting it down and moving on to the next thing and so having that understanding that 
um, you know, you might fail. It might be something that you you dislike and it might feel like you wasted time, but in actuality, you're just trying to, you know, figure yourself out. Um, and, and when you've been doing uh, something for so long, trying to figure out something outside of that can be extremely difficult. So it's important to really stay patient with the process. Um, and so for me, that's that's really just what it was, just uh, a lot of trying different things and, and figuring out, you know, as long as, as along the way. Right. Sure thing. And I, and I agree with you as well. You know, failure to build the ability to learn from failure, I think is huge. And it's also why, you know, a lot of athletes post career do eventually figure out what they're passionate about because they go through those, you know, failure steps, so to speak, and, you know, really pick up on what their passions or hobby on or hobbies are. What I want to kind of zoom in on now is kind of social media. Let's talk a little bit more about social media, social media branding presence. You mentioned, you know, the window of influence, everyone, they have that window of influence to kind of make that impact, especially while they're an athlete in their career and then post um, post career that I would say that window becomes a lot smaller to your point earlier and you you're really very much on the clock can you talk a little bit more about how social media plays a key role in that window of influence and how athletes can utilize that to not only extend that window but make it as impactful as possible yeah no that's that's a great question I think the biggest thing athletes need to understand about social media is it gives them an extreme amount of reach and you know the ability to connect with anybody in the world and so when you are able to put your story and put out content that reflects your interests your passions who you are outside of the jersey that could mean so many different opportunities so many different relationships you're able to build and so it's really important that athletes kind of maximize that time while you know back to what I said about that having that attention, people are paying attention to you when you're playing your sport. And so when you're able to communicate your story and communicate who you are um, off the court or off the field, that just builds the kind of bridges that gap between you and your fans. And so people are, you're, you're more relatable. And so people feel like they have a relationship with you and that in turn provides those opportunities. So I think social media and technology as a whole has just presented so many different um, opportunities for athletes. And it's, it's really uh, good to see the amount of athletes who have taken advantage of their platforms and um, really utilized it not only to tell their stories, but for the greater good and to impact their communities. And I've been impressed with your social media content. You know, I think you're very active on a lot of platforms. I always see you near the top of my LinkedIn feed uh, with some great posts. So talk about, you know, how you build out strategy for each platform, how it might vary and and specifically with LinkedIn, how has that benefited you? Yeah, so I would say that this year uh, has probably been the most consistent that I've been on LinkedIn and, and primarily because it is a business platform. And so, um, you know, me being an entrepreneur, um, it's, a, it's allowed me to form a lot of different relationships in the industry. Um, for me, it's a lot about having, well, first understanding contextually how people think are thinking on a platform. So, as I said, LinkedIn is primarily business. So uh, you have to uh, post content and, and uh, tell stories that are more in a business context as opposed to maybe Twitter, which is a little more laid back and one-on-one uh, -on -one interactions. And Instagram might be, you know, just lifestyle um, photos or videos or, or what, what have you. So I think understanding contextually how each platform is and how people are thinking um, allows you to uh, better communicate on the platform and it's also for me about having a process or a system to how I'm going to put out content so with LinkedIn it's usually reposting an article that I might find um, on Forbes relating to the sports industry 
and just giving my two cents on it and kind of really just providing my perspective on maybe a topic that's going on. And so that generates a lot of conversation, but allows me to get a lot of attention and engagement with other people. Um, and so that that's a strategy that's really been working for me. Um, and then I think another important point is to really uh, understand that social media is about interaction and engagement. It's called social media for a reason. You know, I think sometimes, um, you know, one of the mistakes I see a lot of athletes making is they don't respond to people uh, in the comments. And I think that's a big mark that a lot of athletes are missing. And obviously, they don't have all the time in the world to do so. But I think that um, when you're trying to build a sustainable brand, it can mean a lot to your fans. And you don't even know who's uh, commenting on your pictures uh, or posts that can help you in the future or provide you with an opportunity. So I think that's a really important key that people uh, miss when it comes to social media is responding and maintaining that social aspect of each platform. Right. I think you bring a great point there um, in regards to content, like you mentioned, you know, having content that's not only relevant to the platform, but also being able to consistently post it. And I think, you know, oftentimes what we're seeing is that a lot of athletes understand, even outside of athletes, a lot of business professionals understand the impact that content has. However, there's kind of that disconnect between I know I need to post content. I know I need to be across platforms and actually being able to put together content and posting it. Can you walk us through, I guess, your process or your recommendation to people and individuals who are like, I know I have to post content, but I don't know what to post. I don't know how to post. I know I'm missing these um, opportunities to post something, but I, I draw a blank. So what would you say to those individuals who say they're just not creative enough or they don't know how to get content? Yeah, no, that, that's a, a definitely a question that I've gotten a lot. I think the biggest thing that people need to understand is it just, you can't overwhelm yourself with it. You have to think about it more as, um, you know, going Gary V, document, don't create. You know, I think that's a really, really good perspective because it, it doesn't, you know, thinking about creating something every single day can get extremely stressful, especially for people who run their own businesses or have a lot of things on their plate. Um, but when you just think about it as, like I said before, posting, reposting an article and just one or two sentences providing your perspective on it, I think that's a great piece of content. Or, um, you know, repo repurposing content. Maybe you uh, tweet something on Twitter and you take a screenshot and repost it on LinkedIn or Instagram. So now you have one piece of content that's being repurposed on two other or three platforms in total. So I think thinking about it like that and kind of thinking outside of the box um, in various ways you can take uh, pieces of content and, and use them in, in different contexts on each social media platform is extremely important uh, to not uh, thinking too much about it. So I, I, that's probably the best advice I can give. And then one of the other tips that I tell a lot of people, um, if they just don't feel like they, they have enough time in the day is to just focus on maybe one or two social media platforms. Because, you know, you think about TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, there's tons of social media platforms. So trying to create on each and every one can bog you down and, and kind of give you that paralysis. But if you just take your time to focus on uh, the platforms that you feel your best at and that you uh, like the most, you know, you could, you can build a, a strong audience on maybe those one or two platforms that can feed into the other platforms over time. That's great advice. And, and you had a big milestone this year, releasing impact beyond the game, your new book. So talk to us a little bit about, the process of writing that really what your motivations were and, you know, maybe a couple tangible pieces of advice that are in the book uh, that our listeners could learn. 
Yeah. So I, I would say that writing a book isn't for the faint of heart. I wouldn't recommend <laughs> anybody do it unless you absolutely love to write. Um, but it, it, this book has been uh, probably like two years in the making, man. Like I, I started to really pay attention to uh, athletes' brands and how much that played a part um, in them having opportunities and just the business endeavors that, you know, LeBron James, Serena Williams, Alex Rodriguez, these athletes were taking advantage of during their careers. Um, and then with name, image, and likeness on the horizon for student athletes and how that conversation started to ramp up the past couple of years, um, I saw a huge opportunity and, and I really just wanted to um, put something out there that educated athletes and really empowered them uh, to, to better utilize their platforms. Because as I said before, a lot of athletes are missing the mark. Um, and so I, I thought that this book, man, it was just necessary. It was, it was needed for me to put out in. Um, the response has been really good. I've gotten a lot of good feedback on it. Um, but I would say the biggest things is, 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 you know, it's just a blueprint. It, it, it's, it's a blueprint teaching, um, athletes, but I also think it's applicable to anybody who's trying to build some of the tactics and strategies are applicable to anybody who's trying to build a brand. Um, just understanding the foundation of what a brand really is and why it's important and how to, you know, utilize social media, uh, more effectively and how your brand plays a part offline and and appearances and networking. So all these different things that encompass what a brand or your reputation means um, and why it's so important personally and professionally. Um, but I would say the most important chapter in the book that I'm proud of is uh, the social justice uh, chapter where I dedicate an entire chapter to athletes who use their platforms to affect change um, you know, primarily for, for civil rights and social injustice. And I thought it was really prevalent, um, you know, not only because of everything that's transpired this year, but just the amount of athletes uh, in the past who have done an amazing job bringing awareness to, you know, whether it's racism or police brutality um, and just using their platforms to, uh, you know, shed some light on these experiences. So, um, I didn't I didn't have any idea that, you know, what what has happened this year would happen. Um, but I think it's more prevalent now than ever for that chapter to be put in place. And and like I said, just, you know, really getting some good feedback on the book. So it's something that I'm extremely proud of. What I love about the book itself and what you say about it is that it's a blueprint. You know, it provides these athletes with a guide to how they can, you know, have that impact beyond the game, like the title says, and some of the steps that they need to keep in mind. What's great about that is that a lot oftentimes these books are written based on experiences, based on the past, and you're able to kind of tell these stories um, to these athletes so they don't have to go through some of the experiences themselves and so they can learn from yours. Can you talk a little bit more about the experiences that went into writing this book? Yeah, so I, I, I would, aside from my personal experiences and some of the things I wish I would have done uh, when I was an athlete, I, I didn't have the opportunity to play in the NBA, but um, I had I had attention. I had attention when I was in college and I had a little bit while I was overseas. So if I would have better utilized my platform and, and social media at the time, who who knows what opportunities could have come from that. Um, but aside from from what I went through, I would say just the examples of the number of athletes who um, didn't take advantage of the time when they were playing. And I uh, use Steve Francis example in the book and and how. Uh, you know, he left the NBA, I think at 30, 31. And, and he was like, damn, like, what do I do with the rest of my life? And so we, we've seen over the years how many athletes who struggle with transition 
um, because they didn't take advantage of that time they had as an athlete to build a network, to attract other opportunities, to uh, think about their other passions. And um, I think just providing that perspective and examples of athletes who we all know, we've all seen, um, is extremely crucial to the next generation and for them to understand, like, this isn't a game. Like, you, this isn't something that lasts for the rest of your life. You have a, a short period of time to where you can do this, but there comes a day where you're going to have to walk away and figure out the next step. So take, take this time seriously, and that's what I wanted um, those examples of the athletes to really highlight uh, and, and kind of give to the people who read the book. And I think examples are so important, right? You, you learn from people who were in your shoes before. Um, so looking at social media one more time, which under the radar athlete would you say is using it best right now in your opinion? Uh, probably M- Matthias Thibel. I think I, I'm saying his name <laughs> right of the seven sixers. He's killing it, man. Like on TikTok, he's doing his thing. So I, I think that the way he's able to, um, relate primarily to Gen Z and his understanding of how the nuances of, uh, I think TikTok and Instagram are, are probably his most, um, most used platforms is it, just incredible. And I would recommend that any athlete who's thinking about who wants to build a brand, who wants to kind of, uh, put their personality out there to really kind of pay attention to what he's doing and how he's doing that. Fantastic. Well, Malcolm, it has been a pleasure speaking with you. You know, thank you again for coming on the podcast. I really think you brought some great value to our listeners and viewers. For people to learn more about you and where to buy the book, where where do we find you? For sure. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, fellas. And you can find me on any social media platform, as you guys said, um, at Malcolm Lemons. Um, My website is MalcolmLemons.com and you can get the book on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Target, any major book retailer the book's called Impact Beyond the Game. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, Malcolm. We really appreciate it and excited to see what you accomplish next. Thank you, guys. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Take care. That's it for this week. And thanks again for tuning into the Distinct Brand Podcast. This episode is available through iTunes Podcast, YouTube, and Spotify. Follow us on social media, subscribe, and leave a review. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode.